wanna die And you're never told to not do what you're told Never told to not do what you're told Never told to not do what you're told 25 below, it's just too cold Welcome to Bike Rides on the Radio I'm your host Dan and I'm known to enjoy a good bike ride And some good music Please join me and through the magic of radio and the power of imagination, we'll tie these two seemingly unrelated interests into one. Let the ride begin! I don't need no automobile, I got my phone. 
Some good music right there. And local from Eric Koskinen with uh, a track off of his CD, Burning the Deal. And that one's Pony to Ride. Pony to Ride, Bike to Ride. Whatever you're riding, we're glad you're here. How you doing this week, riders and listeners? Hey, while I got your ear, are you ready for a magnificent show? For something really special? Because when you do the math of Eric Koskinen and Charlie Parr, you get more than the sum of the two parts. Everything felt a little bit special uh, because uh, of the presence of of the talent in the studio. It's a toss-up between the conversation and the music as to uh, which is more entertaining. And for that reason, I've decided to make this an extended show on the website and as a podcast uh, because I can't squeeze, uh, you know, all of what we had in the into this hour here that I've dedicated to the show. So uh, uh, the writers and listeners, are, you're going to hear two different versions, whether you're listening on the web or you're listening um, from KMSU here in the 1 o'clock slot on Friday. Uh, you're, you'll hear a condensed version. Um, but those that are listening on the web or online, and I highly recommend you do both. Don't leave the radio right now. Um, but as soon as you can, go to dansbikerides.com or go to the Bike Rides podcast, and you'll be able to find this episode in as extended and unedited, almost unedited form. Dansbikerides.com. As Charlie and Eric enter the studio is when the recording starts on the web. And virtually on the web, it goes through almost the entire time they were here to the time they walked up the steps. But a lot of the conversation um, pieces are on the extended version. And there's some stories on there that, you know, I didn't cut out anything that was bad. I just had to cut out something to make room. You know, it was all good content, and as you'll find here as we proceed. So starting off the ride this week with uh, Eric Koskinen and Charlie Parr and Hank and myself in the studio on a cold winter February night. And this is what that sounded like. I had a radio full-time job Working for the D.O.T. I had a pretty little girl And I got home She always had a smile for me We had money for the rent And a little short of breath So you had some Going No I don't think they had any room in the hospital anyway at that point in time. No, you might as well not even go. Well, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, Yeah. how are you, Charlie? I'm okay. Long time. It's been a long time. It's good to see you again. I approve. 
for yeah. the black light ping pong. I'd have to be pretty drunk to play that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well. But it looks like we could probably accomplish that. We could that accomplish that. that. <laughs> Before the night is over, we could be playing some black light ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> I have to drive to Duluth, so my, my ability to play black light ping pong has been yeah. compromised by that. Peter, and so I too will. <laughs> well, uh, I don't drink. So, uh, I don't and you don't drink. It's so down to you, man. You yeah, it's <laughs> up to me. <laughs> the bottle leaves here one way or another. Right? I don't, well, I mean, I actually drank some Jim Beam last night, but I... You can have a little if you want. Now, I, that's um, what it's here for, okay. so... The glasses are clean and ready. Are we playing? Are we playing? You know, I kind of forgot that we were going to play music. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I brought my guitar for that. So I, I brought this. I brought an electric guitar because I figured that Charlie would have a different, different. We could maybe um, put this guy where the bear is. Yeah. And put that mic. Yeah. On put this mic there, and then let me take this mic, and you take this mic, yeah. and I think we'll be fine. I think so. So Charlie, I, I, I'm recording now, and when, like I say, we'll just pull together and do something. I always yeah. tell people, I'm doing it a little more loosely as the show goes now. It isn't like we start the show and everything like we used to. It's just we start recording when you get here, and we stop when you So are you kind of editing a show together I, later? I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be mostly chronological and as it goes, but it'll, you know, I'll cut out whatever. Well, that's, so, kind of, that's kind of better, Dan, because then you get a chance to, you know, get a little creative with your editing, so... I, I, I would rather do it that way if I was doing a show, yeah. but... All the mics are open, we're, you know, whatever we say, might go on. I, I, I tend to, to say whatever I want and then let it just go out there in the world. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know... I think I people, I think the, I think you have to worry more about, you know, like FCC stuff than... We don't have to worry about that. We don't that have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that at all right now, either. I brought the last ball. It's the Peter Green model, sort of. Has it even got the, the phase problem? Out of phase, yeah. I love it! Yes. <laughs> Out of phase when it's in the middle and all the way up. That's and then so cool. It's just, as you move a little bit, it starts to go back into phase. Peter Green, man. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that stuff so much. Yeah, That's this, beautiful. This is... I, I lucked out. There's a guy out of Pennsylvania who made him the Peter Green. Like right. he bought them from Gibson and then did all these work to them. And then he uh, he quit doing it with Gibson and started making his own guitars. Which I forget the name of them. I think he had a problem with Gibson. I don't, I, I don't really know the whole deal, but because of that happened, these, not that value is the, the only thing in the world, but I think they're, they're, they skyrocketed. They're <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And Peter Green's guitar, that's a that 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 was a mistake, right? That's yeah. not supposed to be the way his Yeah, right. That's yeah. what I thought. So Yeah. So good. Yeah, so things yeah. <laughs> Peter Green was the original uh, Fleetwood Mac guitar player from England. Who just oh. died not that long ago. That's right. right. That's right, he did. Was it last year or year, year before? Year before yeah. yeah, early well late the year before, yeah. It's hard. Hard to tell time. Oh, now it doesn't even. Yeah, it doesn't even so make any sense. Have gone away in so many different ways. Exactly. Just okay. It's standard. You can figure it out. Did you manage? Did you manage to? Uh, did you manage to land the drag hounds? 
Um, I haven't talked to uh, Nikolai. Rusty yet. It was Rusty Koss in the Drake Hounds? No, he wasn't. Mike was Nikolai. A different band. Mike Nikolai, Brian Lilja, David Odegaard. Um, if I, so if I get Darren Rennie. I know all those Gotta know all the drag hounds names. That's pretty impressive. Talk to Nikolai. Yeah. yeah. I can also name all the original members of Kiss. Can you? Yeah. You want to hear me do it? <laughs> when it's recording. He's been recording the oh, whole yeah, time. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds beautiful. So far, he's beaten you in trivia one to zero. So <laughs> it's gonna be twenty to zero. He, 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 he knew all the no, drag hounds. I, I, I shot my wad, so. man, because that's the best. I, <laughs> oh, that's the best thing I know. <laughs> How about? The, how's this for life? Go ahead. School night, and I teach. So. There you go. What do you teach? Well, I'm a mental health practitioner over here at the middle school. My big news of the week was I, I was uh, had a, I had started to get this like. Had a session going on. I started to get a couple of days off this pain back here, and I was like, God, I feel like it's, there's no tooth. It's right at the back of the jaw. There's no like, tooth there, but I felt like I was getting an abscess. Just starting to feel it up here, you know, like when that. If anybody's had one of those, yep, yep. Kind of things, which I've had plenty, but I was like, oh, not again. So I got. I called the dentist. They let me come in, and um, he's like, No, there's nothing. No infection or nothing. He's like, Oh, you have a. You've got a bone spur coming out. What? You have a piece of bone coming out of the back of your jaw. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, that's why it hurts. How do they, do they, what happened now? I, that's what I said. And he's like, well, a couple things can happen, but the, fir- the one is surgery. We cut your gum open. We cut your flesh and pull it out or grind it down. Yeah. And um, we don't usually do that, he said. We just let it, it'll kind of work itself out. Oh. It might work itself all the way out, like like it's poking through. Like it the, comes through your head, yeah. out your <laughs> jaw, yeah, be like, like somewhere in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> tonight possibly. I mean, it, well, it's, we could make yeah. radio history. <laughs> <laughs> Things have been feeling like it's work. Like if I when I chew, right. like at first it just kind of was painful. Oh, God, now it's man. like if I eat. That sounds really miserable. You're going to end up with another tooth on the outside of your head. Yeah. I'll take the middle school kids, Eric. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm actually on Bone Spur team. I'm on team Bone Spur for that. uh, (laughs) I was talking to this guy. I'm doing this side project. I was like, maybe we should name the band Bone Spur. Are there any bands named Bone Spur? Bone Spur. (laughs) That'd be a good good band name. Like, right. a, like a rock band. Yeah. That'd be a good rock band name. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could get the show started if you want. I thought um, we'd, uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, thought we are, was, we yeah, are okay. rolling with the show, but uh, um, we'll, we'll kind of introduce everybody, if you don't mind, real sure. quick, and let, let uh, the writers and listeners know what's going on today. Uh, Hank is in studio, by the way. Say hello to Hank. Hello, Hank. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Got Hank in studio for our special expedition here. Uh, for the bike ride show, it isn't sometimes enough just to do something cool. It's sometimes we like to up it a little bit and see if we can do something twice as cool, and and it ends up ten times as cool is what I think is going to happen here today. We got all the elements here with Eric Koskinen and Charlie Parr in yeah. studio at the same time Amazing. here at the Austin KMSK studio. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having us. On the coldest night of the year. Oh my God! It's According a, to Paul Hutner. It's terrifying. Radio station. 
Yeah. Well, aren't you both from further? And you're. Deluded. I am from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, technically, yeah, you're you're you're, you're from a few blocks I, away. I thought maybe you were just uh, you were down visiting family. I spent the day with my mom. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, I spent the day with my mom and my sister. But I left Duluth this morning and it was uh uh 18 degrees below zero temperature. Yeah, it's cold. And uh, we weren't the cold spot. I guess Roso got that this they? last night. But tonight it's supposed to go down in the 20s, close to 30 degrees said, below zero in they Duluth. They just said, so. yeah, around 30 below. 40, 40 to 50 to degree below wind chills. So. I, had a, I had a gig at, uh, at uh, Papa Charlie's one time, when, and I had to leave the city, and my old suburban was diesel and getting that. It took five hours to get that started. It was one of those <laughs> yeah. kind of mornings, you know? And as I was getting somewhere around two harbors, or a little further north, uh, I was listening to the radio, and National Public Radio said that there was a spot pretty close to where I was driving that was the coldest place on the planet. At the moment, you mean? <laughs> At that moment, yeah. <laughs> Probably embarrassed. They they yeah. always get the, they always yeah. get cold. It was somewhere, yeah, inland from, but it was like yeah. somewhere inland from Lake Superior between Duluth and Lutzen. Not that far, like it, not not right. too too far in. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember where. But yeah, it doesn't it by the lake? It's you know the lake has a tendency to temper the you know that that real cold weather for sure a little bit but for sure it does um in the in the in the up where i'm uh partly grew up we when you when you're driving up the, the north shore and you see all those clouds out there over lake superior those go over michigan and drop snow but it's always 10 degrees warmer because right. of that you know, right like, yeah. but then you guys have tunnels and i i remember one year i played in Did you play the Orpheum in Hancock? And Hancock, yeah, and and yeah. and coming up, um, oh, twenty eight. Yeah, it's, Did I go twenty eight. There's a twenty six and a twenty eight. Right, I, I think it was twenty eight. At one yeah. point, it was like, like, building size. Yeah, that spot, that point where you're talking, I know what yeah. you're talking about. That's, it's like the snow band. That's the heaviest snow yeah. band up there. It just, it was amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was beautiful. It was yeah. frightening, but I was. All those years of playing in Duluth when I was living up there it was every night I would just drive back and it would you get to Ironwood and the banks are it's like they're five feet taller it's like and it starts snowing at the like it says welcome to Michigan and it starts starts snowing snowing right then right right then and then you get another 60 miles where he's talking about and it's like a tunnel it is like a tunnel exactly it's amazing uh they're having a slow year, and they have. I think my dad has, uh, I think, 155, 155 inches at my dad's house. <laughs> yeah. oh, and a last, slow year. It's a slow. Yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> so that's a, yeah, that's an off year for him then. Yeah. Well, the winter's not over yet. Yeah. But, no, yeah. no. We got this. The heaviest months coming up. February is oftentimes the yeah the yep. the kicker. A question for you guys here before we get to some music, which is what I'm sure a lot of us are waiting for to hear. Um, not that the conversation isn't fantastic, but um, how long have you guys known each other? Where did, uh, where did you guys establish? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's got to be a while now. We were talking about this last time I, we saw each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we think it was in a van in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It was. It was, but I, I blank, I think, I'm, I'm going to guess it was 2001. 
It might have been 2000, but yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. something like right that. Right in there somewhere, 2000 or 2001. A couple decades then on the yeah. scene together. And, and uh, we've we've uh, kind of stayed in one another's orbit mm-hmm. pretty consistently. Absolutely. I think we've done shared a lot of, lot of the same kind of festival shows and sets together. Have you toured together, or is that something that people don't do, or I don't know? Well, know. we played a – we did a – we. Was there more than one game? We did that show in Marquette a few years back. Yeah, we've we've done multiple shows together, if you can call yeah. that a tour. Yeah, it's I mean, a tour stretched over 20 years. Yeah, exactly. We've been touring together for 20 <laughs> years now. <laughs> <laughs> the first time, actually, when we, we were on if a I'd tour. I'd known that, I'd have more space between. Nah. <laughs> we had a tour, the tour that we met on that tour. It was in a van. I took a bus, a Greyhound bus, not a tour bus, from northern New York, near Montreal, and... Uh, I think it was 58 hours on the bus. Jeez. Got to a hotel in St. Cloud, and Charlie and some other roustabouts picked me up in a old Chevrolet van. Yeah, Tim's van had a, had a TV built into the <laughs> weird little cabinet. Yeah, like an old time TV, like an old, like a, like almost like a tube TV. <laughs> 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 and so we got hassled by the police. We did coming out because right. we all stopped to go to the bathroom on the side of the of a. Uh, of Highway 2. How did you know my next question? I was going to say, have you ever run into each other out there on the road, like taking a leak or something, you know, when you're driving? I mean, if you're traveling the same well, highways we were all in the and same everything. Van, but, but then <laughs> so, the police came and asked us not to pee on the side of Highway 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Not a good story. <laughs> not even any fun yeah we didn't get arrested or anything nothing happened i think he's actually quite polite yeah yeah when he realized that we were sober he was like all right so he didn't make a big deal out of it huh no no let us finish and get on our way didn't run the run you out of town or anything like that. well we were on our way out of town yeah it was it was was a snowstorm going on if i remember correctly the van was squiggling around the road quite a bit and we were trying to watch the simpsons yes (laughs) Tim, Tim, hold it down. Simpsons are on. VHS. (laughs) So was was a VHS. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Anyway, be the iPad these days, I suppose. We were playing in St. Cloud at a place called the. um, Was it the Rocks? Yeah, I think it was the Rocks. It was. I you played for me and Tim, and I played for you and Tim. Yeah. Yes. And what if there was a, any staff? I don't remember them being there. No, we definitely never met any staff no. <laughs> on that tour. And there was no uh, pay. There, there was nothing. And there was no food or pay. There was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's turning out to be just exactly what I expected, Hank, <laughs> as, I, as I mentioned. <laughs> Epic interview. <time. laughs> I, I, I said, I don't have any questions written down, Hank, but I know these guys. I, I know Charlie pretty well, and I know I don't have to have too much to go on, and I can get it rolling. And uh, that's exactly what we're doing. But, should we do, I, you know, I, I brought you guys together, um, and I didn't know what to expect. I told Charlie this. I said, by the way, I don't have a vision for this at all. I said, uh, I'm just throwing ingredients together and seeing <laughs> what happens. I didn't and have a vision either. If you guys are interested in playing together right here on the, in the studio, um, or if you want to. I think it'd be kind of hard not to play along. <laughs> yeah. For me, anyway. I mean, you know, I mean. What do you you want to play something and I'll try to play along? I think so. I have a song that you yeah. should play along to. It's, what is it? The key it's just, it's in G. Well, I'm in G. And it's, um, it's a blues song I wrote. I like blues. Yeah. Okay. I've been trying to write good blues songs for many years. This is not 
this is it's not necessarily a good one, but it's one I wrote. Um, I'm trying to. Is that you like that sound? I do. You're asking me? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm talking about like you know volume. Should it get turned up? Oh yeah, yeah. I got a good. Thank you. 
yeah, that was fun. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> bone spur coming together here. <laughs> I'd be proud to be in bone spur. Heck yeah. We could all grow little bones out of our faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> name, name them. <laughs> Nicknames. Sorry. Sorry. That's it. It happens when you're in the basement. Lots of things can happen in yeah. the basement, but. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, uh, (laughs) gentlemen, uh, that was a fantastic song. And uh, I have both of your latest CDs right here in front of me. Uh, I don't know if you're willing or able to take any requests off of those. And if you're not, that's perfectly fine. We're perfectly fine with hearing what you have. Um, But, Charlie, if if not now, then maybe uh, another time. Blues for... um, Whitefish Lake, is that right? I can't see it right through the... My, yeah, it's the called, it's called uh, Blues, Blues for, for Whitefish Lake, comma, 1975. That's a terribly sad song, Dan. Yeah. It's not meant to be. It was supposed to be happy, but it came out just all terrible. But that's part of my psyche, I guess. You wanted me to play it? Is that well, I, if, if it's possible tonight that you I can, can do that one. Well, um, it's very sad. You guys are going to be sad. <laughs> it's not my problem. I really like it. And the video, uh, you know, the video recently came out for that, right? Uh, Lance Lindahl, uh, Polecat Productions. He's a good friend of mine, a really talented film director. Uh, currently living um, up on the South Shore in Wisconsin. And he put the video together pretty much on his own. I had almost nothing to do with it, you know, he just wanted to do it, and I was super happy to have him do it, and, and I think it's beautiful, I think it's one of the best things that, that um, you know, video-wise that I've had associated with my, my music, I was really happy with it. Yeah, the first time I saw it, it was like, I felt as if I had already seen it, having heard the song, because it's, it's been my favorite off of this new CD um, since i got it and so it was really a strange thing to actually have a a video really come to life usually a video you know it doesn't sometimes it spoils a song for you or it or uh it just is another direction that you didn't anticipate sure it wasn't the case in this one it was sort of like that's exactly how i envision well he tapped into something he really did um yeah it's an it's an a is it like yeah i'll I'll do my best not to that a shot and maybe I'll pick one off of Eric too after that or something if that's alright yeah if I can do it I can't do all of those songs but I might be able to do some of them that's okay whatever yeah. whatever works for you guys okay. yeah. alright <clears throat> see if I can do this now <clears throat> whoops Across the lake in my little boat, the surface of glass. I am bound for a notch in the trees, rotten wooden steps. It's difficult to see in the waning light of Northland's October evening. 
concentrate on the little pool of water that travels from bow to stern. I have a small outboard lent to me by my uncle in need of slight repair. Feels like it's taking forever to reach the farthest shore. When I see a scrap of neon floating like a balloon caught in the trees. Concentrate on the darkening tree line Concentrate on the sinking dock I hear voices from above me On the steepest part of the bank I listen for the voice of my father Amongst the pines There's a bar at the top of the staircase It's hidden in the leaves Concentrate on the face of my father Concentrate on the last shirt I saw him wear There's an aging fishing boat at the dock Mostly sunk into the mud The steps are all but gone now Rotten to my tread I cling to branches To keep from slipping The rain is coming on Concentrate on never falling Concentrate on never climbing back down No matter how many times I listen to it, the ending always catches me off guard a little bit. I'm like, oh, I wasn't quite ready for it to be over, and then it, it's it's done. Well, it's, good songs do that. It's uh, yeah, um, yeah it, it was it's it went through it went through uh, some metamorphosis because it was it's an, it's supposed to be happy. It was it's about it was my dad used to take me fishing in, on Whitefish Lake, which is not far from Malax Lake. It's an easy you know just a few minute drive. You can walk there, but he liked Whitefish Lake because it was it was an easy fishing lake, uh, a lot of a lot of shallows up, up, up on the up on the banks. You know, uh, Northerns would it was like it was stocked with Northerns, uh-huh. and he liked to eat Northerns the best of the fish he liked to eat. He liked to eat Northerns best. And he was really good at cleaning them, and we would go out fishing. He'd catch two of them, 
and we'd head for the shore because he, he hated fish if they were frozen. He would never put a fish in a freezer. He would take it to the shore. I would collect wood. He would build a fire, and we would. he would flay the fish, and part of his tackle was a little 10-inch cast iron skillet. And he would always bring, like, salt and pepper and a little Tupperware thing of butter. Yeah. And we would cook the fish and eat the fish on the like sitting on the shore and that's you know that's the, that was the thing one day we just weren't catching anything and he's like ah let's just quit and you know we had the his the, our motor was a 99 like an ancient Johnson 99 the cowl was gone you could just see the like the thing inside the, yeah. the rotor on the top going and we started across the lake in the wrong direction. I'm like, hey, we're not going to camp. You know, we're going across. He's like, yeah, we're going somewhere. Went across. There was literally like a little dock, set of steps going up into the trees, and a bar, which I found out 40 years later is a strip joint. <laughs> Rubies. <laughs> no way. But in the daytime, it's not. You know, it was just a bar. And Dad walks in. The bartender, like, knows everybody knew my dad. Like, hey, you know, and. Gave, gave him a beer and gave me a, a grape soda. And my dad taught me how to shoot a uh, nine ball. And we sat there and played pool. The guy, you know, there's no, it was not a quarter machine. It was just a pool table. And so we sat there and shot pool all afternoon together. And then, um, and then got back in the boat and just like, you know, putted slowly back across the lake. And when I wrote the song, I meant to I meant it to be like this kind of celebration of this really amazing moment I had with my dad that I remember for the rest of my life. And it didn't came it didn't come out that way at all. I had a terrible time recording it. I tried to record it. We tried to do the whole recording at this big fancy studio uh, near Cannon Falls, and just it, nothing worked. It sounded it sounded forced. It sounded just terrible it was awful it threw the whole thing away my performances were just awful and then went to eric's studio in cleveland minnesota and sat down i think i did that song in one take and it felt so. exactly right you know just the atmosphere was perfect just to you know just to be it's, it's a simple thing it's a very simple memory and it came out it came out that way so yeah it came out really good i'm glad you like it oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a it's a, I was thinking that the only thing that song does not need is me playing guitar on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know. I like you playing guitar on everything. Yeah, so. but it was. I just. I, I was starting to play a note, and then I was like, "Wow, this is uh, really good. I don't need." Yeah, to do I, this. I get a half a notion to do a little backup now and then too, but I know way better than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know the song so well that I like. I, I want Charlie to know. I know what's coming next. So everybody knew your dad up there. Yeah. Did, yeah. did did you? Did you guys go there a lot from here? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my my uh, f uh, dad's nephew, my cousin, had um, property on Whitefish Lake. Okay, and he he was he had he was he wanted to turn it into like a little RV resort, and uh -huh. he, he you know he would let people come and camp there, but he was not a good business person. People would come and they'd say, "Hey, is this like a resort?" And he's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and and then he, then they'd say, "Well, how much can you know you got hookups?" No, no, uh, nothing, nothing. You can run an extension cord to my cabin. Right. And they do that, and then he wouldn't charge anybody anything. And, you know, it would, we'd go there and, like, camp out. You could ride bikes. There were 
occasionally bears near the wood pile. It was a blast, you know. And he had th- those old those old uh, aluminum fishing boats, you know. Dad would bring along mm-hmm. that crazy old boat motor that he was always tinkering with. And we just spend our days fishing. So we were up there probably eight times a summer yeah, just because it was easy to get to from here, you know. Go up there and spend the weekend fishing and bumming. Um, but, yeah, everybody around there knew him. I wish I had it. Um, but, yeah, and then he and I wish you did too. He, yeah, <laughs> he and a couple uncles of mine would then go over to Malax. I was too little to go on Malax, I, I guess. I was told. And they'd fish muskies on Malax. Yeah. There uh, was another strip club over there. Probably. <laughs> I, I, know that, I know at one point we all went over there because I, I got to play in the sand. And I remember clearly my they were coming back in. And it seemed like they hadn't been out that long. They were coming back in. And and my dad was yelling something at my mom. And I was like probably five or six. It was a very early memory for me. And as they got closer to the shore, I, you know, we were all like trying to figure out what was going on. And they were like not going to the dock. They were driving right into the beach with this little <laughs> got off. My dad jumping out of the boat, pulling the boat in. And yelling for help, my uncle had caught a muskie. Massive. And it had bit him. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it, no, a like muskie a shark caught him. Bite. <laughs> it was like a shark bite. It was blood everywhere. And he's like, you know, somebody call an ambulance because, like, you got an artery. There's blood everywhere. And my uncle is, like, delirious. But he's still like, get a picture. Somebody get a picture. This, this fish was, like, that long. It was massive. He's like, somebody get a picture. There's blood all over the place, blood in the sand, blood floating in the water. And and some guy walks up with his camera and, like, snaps a it's picture. Like, it's like, they're like sharks. I know. <laughs> so you, uh, you tell me you have that picture somewhere, Charlie. Yeah, that picture exists somewhere. I don't even know. It's probably in my uncle's family somewhere. But the, he was covered with oh. blood. The fish was covered with blood. That's insane. It, had, it, had, it also had like a screwdriver driven through its head by that time because my dad had to... Somebody had to, had to kill it? Dad. My dad <laughs> went after it with a screwdriver yeah. to get it off of him because they don't, they don't let go. And they're yeah. going to bite until you're dead. Oh, my yeah. God. Anyway. Uh, no. I don't have fishing stories like that. that that's, yeah, that's a pretty wild one. I got one, those two. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't care if we talk fishing stories the rest of the way, guys. That, that was hilarious. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, Eric had talked about, uh, you had mentioned that you went to Eric's and you worked on um, producing this CD. Um, and when uh, last time Eric and I met, or the first time we met, was at the theater, and we I talked to him about it, and I said, really a great job on that CD. It was... Uh, I didn't do much. Yep. I didn't have to do very much. Well, <clears throat> it's, it's uh, yeah, it it got done in a day. Is that amazing. right? Yeah. What's well, an atmosphere? I mean, with music that feels like it's supposed to be solo, you know, you it it has to happen in a certain environment yeah. with a certain kind of person supporting it. Right. You know, Eric is that kind of person. My friend Liz Draper, who was there, and she played bass on a couple of tracks. You know, that that kind of support and encouragement has to happen for for the thing to come through and the fact that the whole thing was done in a take or two is a testament to just you know being supported by people who are kind and yeah. and uh good friends you know i don't th- yeah i don't think anything got more than three takes no no most things got one or two 
Well, this is not anything against any of your previous work. I love it, but for some reason, this one really, really grabbed me, and I don't know if it was Eric's influence or, you know, being it, on Smithsonian. What I think it it's takes, fair to bl- blame it on Eric. Yeah, yeah, you can blame it on me. This one, I think this the, one um, got me. Yeah. So it's uh, there, man. The the word the the it's it's a it's a heavy, it's a heavy record, and I think that that's that's a. Uh, I like to associate with music like that yeah as much as possible and i think Same. charlie music I, that has weight yeah you know? yeah Same. i i do too and this on our show we we try to present as much of that as possible we're sort of on the dark side of things my sister recently commented she said she said i, I think i cry every time i listen to your show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i said well it's a compliment yeah uh, uh, yeah so um great work on that and i i mentioned to eric at the time i said i think to me it was my favorite work of to date from charlie and i can say the same about eric uh in this cd uh america uh, america theater yeah and uh, i could say it's my favorite from you but unfortunately it's my only one that i have from you too so well, we could probably lo- change that i'd I- love to have some more that to compare it to yeah okay. um, but this was phenomenal as well and you mentioned there's a possibility you might be able to play a couple of tracks off of there. Um, yeah, I or, might or be able one, to. There's a couple of them that I, there's a couple of them I've only played like once in my life. Really? And that is the one on the record. So, <laughs> so, so the, the one time. Well, I, I yeah. star, uh, I always star, and you guys got tons of stars on both of these, by the way. Um, but I starred uh, uh, both of me. And and confusion, both of those are huh. starred as I well. I do both of me. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, we'll start. I could probably do both. Confusion is one of those ones I've, I, I, I never did that. I never did it live. So, um. I don't know. I don't. I, and it's like it was funny tuning and yeah, all the things, but. Well, that's that's fine. I think bo- both of me too. is a phenomenal song Thanks. for there as well. So. Yeah, I think uh, if you can wheelhouse that one in. Yeah, I can do that one. Be good with that. It's in C, and then there's a an A minor, C and A minor, pretty much, and then the <clears throat> chorus goes to the F. It's pretty simple stuff. I can follow that. Yeah. I could stay ever yeah, maybe I would leave this time And I ain't living with a woman For a year or two or three They could drive me out of my mind Yeah, the both of me I'll plant a little garden and see what grows. And fix up that paper shack. Yeah, 
It's where my money goes And I'll come back for a visit For a day or two or three This town could drive me mad Yeah, the both of me I think I'll take that job up north My pa said they're working for twelves with three days off And it don't pay shit, but I don't care You don't need no money up there, yeah, right? And I know someone that'll buy me a beer Plenty of women that'll jabber in my ear all night My mama kind of thinks I'm a bad man Yeah, well maybe mama I am I'll go fishing after midnight with the moon up high. And take my date shooting turkeys. Uh, it's Christmas time. And it ain't poaching when it's dinner. I've got miles to feed. I'm just stocking the fridge. Yeah, for the both of me And I think I'll take that job up north My pa said they're working for twelve For three days off And it don't pay shit, but I don't care You don't need no money up there, yeah, right I know someone that'll buy me a beer Plenty of women that'll jabber in my ear all night And my mama kind of thinks I'm a bad man Maybe mama I am Thank you. 
That's thanks, a great song. Thanks for asking for that one. Yeah, yeah. You bet. I yeah. That it was I good to have the both of you on it. Yes. <laughs> 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 Uh, gentlemen, I uh, picked two in a row right there, and that's generally more than I get. So, um, <laughs> if uh, Charlie, did you have something in mind uh, as you come here tonight at all that you might want to lay down and play for us here, with either with or without Eric or me back up singing, uh, Hank joining in on drums, but tambourine. Nice, nice. Tambourine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, we could we could play uh, Anaconda. That sounds fun. G. What key is that in? G. Yeah. G. This is uh, named after the the town in uh, Montana, Anaconda. That's right. Montana, home of the uh, 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 North America's uh, tallest freestanding brick smokestack. Oh. Trivia for you there. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's part of the uh, part of the uh, Anaconda Copper Mining Company's uh, smelting facility from Butte, Montana. So I hear Butte's the place to go. Butte is beautiful. I love Butte. Butte I love Butte too. I, I lived in Butte for five weeks one summer. Yeah, uh, I was doing music with Al. Alan Sparhawk. We should talk about this a little yeah, bit. And, uh, when was I, this? It will go, oh my gosh. Let's see. Elijah was turning two. So, 2003. Yeah. Um, the summer of 2003, I think it would have been. And I did, uh, I, I didn't do a lot. I mean, I, Herbert's was out there. We recorded, I recorded some uh, folk songs, some mining songs, and Alan did this beautiful, like ambient kind of soundtrack stuff. No way. Uh, and we just we lived out there. Uh, the the film folks had rented one of those old copper baron mansions right downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a blast. It was you know I I love Butte. It's I I did a lot of like diving into the history, you know. Mm-hmm since I was there and I've always been fascinated with Union history uh, of course Butte is where uh, Frank Little is buried in the Mountain View Cemetery that's I didn't know that yeah that's where he was, he was killed there he was in 1917 after the uh, uh, speculator mine started on fire the, the the miners union went on strike for better conditions because the the speculator mine fire killed 360 some miners because the the, the the mining company Anaconda hadn't bothered to install uh escape hatches in the in the shafts or even vent them correctly so there's no ventilation yeah there was no ventilation no escape route the this fire killed them all that were underground that day so they struck frank went out there to to agitate for the uh industrial workers of the world the wobblies um staying in a um uh, um uh rooming house had massive crowd for every time he'd speak thousands of people would come out to hear him speak uh not too long after he got there the pinkertons that the anaconda company had hired went to his rooming house at about two in the morning hauled him out in his underwear tied him to the back of a car no way yeah i didn't know that drug him five miles out of town and they hung him from a railroad trestle between butte and anaconda uh they pinned a note onto his underwear 
uh, with uh, the, the letter, the numbers uh, uh, 77, wait, no, 7777, no, 7377. Anyway, it's the dimensions of a Montana grave, uh, 7377, 77 inches. Um, and then at the bottom of the note, there were initials, and Frank Little's initials were crossed out. All the rest of the initials were other Union agitators that were in Butte at the time. Yeah. Uh, they have that note in right. Butte's and historical society. Do they really? They um, do, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of similarities with um, the like Calumet, Michigan, and the, the, the UP copper. Absolutely. a lot of the Finns. I'm a, I'm a Finlander. You, just, you might have didn't know that, but... Yeah. Um, th- uh, moved there from um, absolutely. It's yeah. actually the same vein of copper. Yeah, it is the same. The, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of copper under there. It's a lot of copper. Uh, there's there's a there's a film called An Injury to One, which is all about Frank Little. I knew I was going to learn a lot of stuff oh, coming yeah. here. <laughs> but yeah, I and I, I I dug in when I was out. You there. did that's I, cool. I learned a lot of stuff. I, I met a lot of people. I met one of Evil Knievel's. Um, High school friends. Oh, yeah. I think I did know that. I tried to meet yeah. Evil Knievel himself Yeah. Uh, during Evil Knievel days. Because he's from there. He's from there. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I went, and they have Evil Knievel days. And I went, and I was downtown. I was having a drink in a, in a, in a downtown hotel bar called the Finland Hotel. And um, yep. um, the Evil Knievel too. came in with uh, a woman and a, and a very large man. And I tried to talk to him because <laughs> i had the toys man i had the toys he wound it up and popped it and evil knievel would go wow. and fall over but it was still fun and i tried to talk to him and the, and the big guy turned to me and he said stop talking to evil knievel no way yeah and the bartender <laughs> came over and i thought oh good the bartender's gonna like no plead my right. case the bartender looked at me and goes get out of here <laughs> Wow. I had to leave. <laughs> you got thrown out for trying to talk to me. I did. Oh, Everybody man. there apparently knew that you don't. Yeah, I wasn't from town. I'm not Irish. Nothing about me said Butte. I got kicked out. Can't hang with evil, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we stayed there one night. We were on the road. and I was, this, guy, this guy was playing guitar with me from, um, from Michigan, from northern Michigan, uh, Finlander, and his... Uh, uncle uh, from both sides of his family moved out there and mined and logged, and we went to visit him. He um, he had uh, was lo- he was logging and uh, a tree landed on him and broke his back. And he was but he was up he was kind of like up you know, and his wife was uh, there also, and she was in a in a, they were both crippled and uh, from injuries from broken backs she broke her back trying to get him up the stairs when he broke his back and that oh. was the you know the, the kind of that's yeah that's Sorry. Love i don't have yeah. yeah it was love that's for sure we're shedding a lot of joy here in the bike ride yeah. show <laughs> somebody's crying yeah. hopefully yeah. you're not your sister <laughs> <laughs> okay they're good people no i was i just i was just like you know just good strong people who like you know oh, it's a yeah. it's an interesting place i man. still love i've got good friends in butte i stopped there I uh, used to play at the Silver Dollar whenever they let me, um, but I always come by Butte and yeah. hang out and see my friends. I, I know one guy from Butte. He's a Twin Cities DJ. You ever heard of uh, Tom Mischke? Yeah. Mischke? Yeah. You know yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. He He's from Butte. I he's from Butte? Yeah. I, uh, I've met Tom and interviewed him yeah. before. I think Dave, isn't Dave buddies with Tom? Or? I think so. 
I don't really know him, but I know who he is. TD you know? Mishki, he goes yeah. by a lot. Yeah. Yep. He's, he had a WCCO radio program, KSTP mm-hmm. podcaster now. Right. Okay. That's very cool. He met Evil there as well. That's why I bring that up. But he didn't get his ass thrown out of the bar, Charlie. I don't know. I think there might be more to the story is what I'm uh, no, thinking. No, no. I was being perfectly gentlemanly. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, we all are in bars, right? Well, I wanted to tell him the story about when I got the toy for Christmas. It was a motorcycle with the evil Knievel doll that stuck on top of the motorcycle. This, this weird little tower with a crank on it. You cranked it up, and then you hit that button. You remember those? I hands? had it. Yeah, yeah. There's, and you hit the I button. I didn't have these toys. I didn't have anything. I, well, this yeah, was a toy. Toys this like that? One, this is one of my prized possessions. You put a book, you know, a stack of books and one book down like a ramp, and then the evil would fly down there, and ostensibly he would fly down the hallway, and he never did. He always fell over before he got to the ramp. My dad would laugh and go, just like the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought evil would get a kick out of that. He would not. You really would have gotten kicked out of the I, bar I, I by... probably got to beat up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? They still sell the evil Knievel. They, they, they say it's exactly the same, too. I've seen it advertised. <laughs> Exactly the same thing. Not a so good selling point. Maybe we could introduce Eric to one next time we'll have We him. should get him one. Yes. We should go in together well, and get him one for his birthday. I'm not going to waste my money on uh, Jim Beam if he ain't going to drink that. I'll just right. get him a dang motorcycle oh, I might with drink a it. ripper. Yeah, All right. And then he'll have the motorcycle, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll crack the seal on what that I miss is SST, I miss SST cars. Yeah. I like those much better than the Evil Canadian. Yeah, yeah. The with a zoom. Z. Yep. Anyway, yeah. we're talking old school a little bit for on Eric here. I think is uh, what I'm guessing. He's got a, a. They didn't have toys in the UP. Um, yeah, we, but, yeah. They did. <laughs> you're right. They didn't. <laughs> or TV. <laughs> or TV. <laughs> Indoor plumbing. Uh, there was a couple years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my parents' fault, though. Right. When did you come to the states? Um. Well, I was born in Fort Collins. But my but quickly, I was conceived in the UP, born in Colorado, <laughs> then back to the UP, and um, uh, then moved. Uh, I went to high school near Montreal, uh, in New York State, but just an hour from Montreal. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, all right. Right. I did. When uh, did I move here? I moved here. I moved here uh, not long after. I, I was playing music a lot in Minnesota. Two, 2006? Yeah. yeah. End of 2005, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm Norwegian as well. I've got a little bit of the yeah. uh, same heritage anyway, and, uh, lineage mm-hmm. maybe, and German and English as well, too. Charlie, what? Uh, Welsh, mostly. Oh. All right. You're going over there to play pretty soon. It was supposed to. It's written in pencil, but um, uh, all of all of May, last part of April and all of May, I'll sp- yeah. I'm supposed to be in uh, part of Europe and, and a bunch of England. Yeah, yeah. I saw some of that. When England you say stuff. supposed, is that because of the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything, everything, everything in my book right now is written in pencil. Uh, everything. It gets canceled. It gets it gets moved, and it's just you roll with it. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's, you know, things are things are fine. Yeah, just we're trying to survive and make it through. How about you, Eric? Has it impacted you a lot? Or oh yeah, sure. I mean, but I mean, but like Charlie said, everything's we're just rolling along. I mean, one of the things that we did last year when we weren't doing anything was we recorded a Charlie Pot record. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to be ready to 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 change your plans. You know, I've toured through Wyoming in the winter time. 
Yeah, pretty <laughs> tough to do. <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. the, and the weather will change your tour plans really hard. You know, or uh-huh. you know, or, or flight schedules. I've I've missed flights. I've gotten on flights that were canceled. I've had had vehicle trouble. You know, one thing after another. You know, blown engines and flat tires and stuff. So you know, you just you get used to over the years. You just get used to like rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good skill to have. I think it is. It's called problem solving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the best recording engineer in the world, but I can usually I solve like people come and work sometimes just because things get done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One of those people that can figure it out and usually. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like, what? Well, I mean, we were touring before you had a. Uh, I was touring before I had a cell phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't in my. My memory is, is it wasn't any harder. Yeah, yeah. No. It was, it was, it, we didn't know any better. Exactly. exactly. I, I literally, I, I remember coming into like Manhattan with very little idea of what I was going to do to get when to you, the yes, actual venue. absolutely. And just, I, I would stop and ask people where. Well, I'd stop where, and ask people all the time. Yeah. Wing it and just, and yeah. get there. And, and get always there. get there. I never got I'll, there late. I always got there in time. Yeah. I got, I got, someone gave me the wrong directions, I think on purpose, when I look back at it, to the hood, of, in, to the most dangerous part of Chicago oh, one wow. time. Yep, yep. And I remember when I got there, I was like, that was on purpose, and I definitely do not belong here. Right. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a snowplow um, uh, thing on, uh, on the front of your truck. I know, it was plow, but I mean, I had the, the, the mount mm-hmm. for my snowplow and a cowboy hat on in... <laughs> <laughs> the wrong the, the part of town they're not wrong for the people that live there but they're wrong for me you know right. i was not supposed to be there and it was oh i've, I've stopped intimidating at, i've stopped at pay phones oh yeah pay phones was the thing I all mean, the time calling the venue like i'm here and they'd be like you're where how'd you get there what are you doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah yeah and when your car when your car broke down uh, someone stopped or you yeah. called i mean people stopped more often back then too yeah. you know to yeah they did. nobody had cell phones mm-hmm. people knew that and they, yeah. would, they would stop i always i i never i never got stuck for long when i got stuck and Mm-mm. just got to the place and i kind of like not having a cell phone you know because you 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 just i felt better about making my way mm-hmm you feel a lot more independent, and thank God I didn't have it as a kid. I, I'm just glad it wasn't there. I don't know. That's I sound old when I say that. I know, but, no, but I'm, I feel the same. I'm, I'm I mean, so I'm, glad it wasn't I there. I worry about my kids and their time on the on the things. I remember very clearly when the game Pong came out. Yeah, I do too. And Atari. All my friends and I were excited to go down to the kid who got Pong, and and rode our stingrays down there to his place. Went in the house, and he showed us Pong, and we're like, that's it. There Mm. you go. And he said, no, but watch this. You can set it so it kind of just plays itself, you know? Yeah. And just like a certain way you could get it so that little thing would just never stop. And so we watched it for a minute, and then someone says, should we we go? Let's go. Play. We'll go outside and, uh, like, build a ramp and, you know, maybe and come back later and we'll see if it's still doing this because <laughs> right. I don't want to have to watch this for long, but maybe it'd be interesting, like, to come back in, like, five hours 
and we did, and it was still doing that. Still doing that. Like, what a great Christmas present, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> it's doing itself. It plays itself. Yeah. Get that evil Knievel thing could have just started itself up and gone over the ramp too. Yeah. Anyway, you want, you want, do you want sure. to hear this thing? Sure, I'd love to. and rocks Ain't nobody gonna tell me how I live is wrong Or I feel welcome That's why I'm gonna call my home Don't judge Nobody take a path It's not your own Or you just let them alone This world looks like it's built for just one kind Everybody else is gonna have to at the side They'll never ever be allowed to drive Oh, that's a lie So they can keep all the pie
Fun from here, though. Well, um, I guess I, I've had two pigs. Charlie's had one. Eric. Hmm. I just wanted to hear more stuff about Butte and Evil <laughs> Knievel, and right, we should, we need to get together and have a cup of coffee. I'll tell you. All yeah. We should take a road trip together sometime and play some of this stuff. And go out to Butte and play in the Silver Dollar. We do the walking tour. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to Butte to see that. Um. Let's see here. What are we gonna, What are we gonna do? Maybe this will do. We'll do an F. F. No. E. E. Uh. No, that's right. And G. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Are you just, any any key you like, Eric? I'm just gonna try to plot along with you. Well, I know you're tuned to G. I am, but I can. So F is kind of a pain in the butt, right? I mean, but I've never done this in G before. fun <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll make it we'll be fun it'll be fun it's famous last word yeah we can edit it out where'd you feel my love that song called feel my love it's a it's a it's a one it's a one four five like thing feel my love to the satellites with the moon and the stars and the traffic lights Will you feel my love through the satellites with the moon and the stars at the traffic lights? Feel my love. I'm not doing it right because it's in G. down man yep. folk show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make an outtakes reel
um, having like brain meltdown right at this point in time. So that'd be the name of the band too. I got it oh, together. Right. I pulled it together. You did. Yeah. Fine style. Yeah. yeah. I have an intervention for a second there, but uh, we are <clears> our <throat> own intervention. Yeah, but you guys got it without me and Hank's assistance again. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how how you doing over there, Hank? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's great. He's been the night of microphone. Yeah. Did you have a did you have any questions that you wanted to ask, Hank? Or your one and only opportunity here. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Uh, we should redo the entire program, except with Hank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to see where that goes. I mean, you know, then you'd have a lot of editing kind of choices. To yeah. 
different angles. Yep. I just like how, Eric, you said you're always trying to write the blues. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to write, I was, I was, I was trying to figure it out. Um, when the, when people who know how to do it, do it, it's always a good lesson to you know, pay attention to how it's being done. There's a lot of wrong, there's a lot of wrong wrong blues is that a word is that a tech is that a term have you ever heard that term before to and so it's you know it's 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 a lifelong goal yeah to try to fake to try to it's it's easy to fake it it's kind of like the harmonica it's the easiest <laughs> instrument to be bad at <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. Huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy to be, to to do it wrong. It's true. You know, I feel like the blues is like if you put it into a genre. I don't really like to use genres that much. Yeah. Yeah, I get um, that. There's just too many. Yeah. It's, that's like the bike ride show. You just don't. You get anything, any music. That's. Why, why categorize it? We, we, don't, we don't limit by genre, era, anything, nothing. It's but all been played good. here. So. People ask us what we play. We say, well, good music. People ask me that a lot, too, at gigs. What kind of music do you play? <laughs> no idea. It's, yeah, with you guys, it's, right. it's so authentic. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's well, that's a, I think it, part of being able to play the blues is living them a little bit and some of the things you have described uh, on the road and that kind of thing i think that that's what they're talking about when you know you're paying your dues out there um uh, yeah that, that's where your credibility comes from i suppose yeah I don't, I, yeah I, I don't know i'm i feel like sometimes i feel like everybody everybody sort of pays those dues just one way or another you know yeah, I feel like I've been awfully, awfully lucky. Yeah, me too. I, I've had a lot of opportunities that maybe I shouldn't have had or have been by accident. And um, having a flat tire on the road is definitely a small, yeah. small mishap to the amount of luck that we've had. Or yeah, exactly. Had. The, the the hardships that I've had are laughable compared to the amount of luck that I've had yeah. doing this kind of stuff. Well, that's part of the reason we're glad to have you guys on. Um, we appreciate your humbleness and um, uh, just regular old guys showing up at my door, but it's uh, it's actually Charlie Parr and Eric Koskinen. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a strange thing. Uh, we're so glad to have you here. Um, I think we feel I, f I feel pretty I feel pretty normal, you know, uh, normal guy most of the time. Uh, yep, he's a pretty normal guy. Just you know, average. I think so. A average Joe with a talent, and uh, <laughs> uh. That, that's like no other. But other than that, an average Joe, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I don't know how to judge that stuff very well. So yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm. There's a lot of um, extraordinary people in the world, and I usually don't feel like one of them. <laughs> If you, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can relate yeah. very, very well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, feel, I feel pretty good about... I feel good about what I do, though, at the same time. Yeah. Well, you should. Ah. Yeah. Well, both of you should. Um, and should we do one more here? Do you have... Uh, you want to play some blues? Is something? That yeah. Speaking of them, do you yeah. want to do it in, in D? I do. In D. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's play. We'll play a blues, and then I'm gonna go to Duluth. All right. Thanks for having us on, Dan. Hey, this has been fantastic. My, my, my pleasure. I was gonna. I was thinking about a slide as well, but I don't think I'm gonna play a slide. I'm going down slow shape I'm in. Little suitcase. Mm -hmm. Get 
down the road. But I believe, I believe, Lord, I, I believe my time ain't long. Oh, Lord, I said I'm gonna pack my little suitcase. And down the road I'm gone. So there you go, riders and listeners, about two hours on the web and one hour on the radio proper of Radio Magic from the duo of Charlie Parr and Eric Koskinen visiting the bike ride studio in a a singular visit. And it was a real soul warmer on a cold Minnesota winter night. And if you're not there already, don't forget to go to the web and listen to the full two-hour show at dansbikerides.com or you can go and find Bike Rides by podcast and listen to it that way. But at this time, for the radio riders and listeners, the show is nearly concluded. But those listening on the web or by podcast... Stay tuned for further content. If you'd like to communicate with Bike Rides, send an email to bikerides.dan at gmail.com bikerides.dan at gmail.com Bike Rides is also available on Facebook. Just search for Bike Rides there as well. And wherever it is you may be found on this Friday afternoon, I hope we left you in a better place than we found you. Ready when you are. Well, there ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down When you hear that trumpet sound 
ground in old gray. Gonna hold my body down. Gone down to the river, Gabriel. Put your foot on the land and see. And Gabriel, don't you blow that trumpet till you hear from me. There ain't no gray. Gonna hold my body down in old gray. Gonna hold my body down. When you hear that trumpet sound, you're gonna get up, tight the ground in old gray. Gonna hold my body down, gone down to the river Jordan. Put my knee down in the sand. I'm gonna holler, hi ho, I'll make it to the promised land. There ain't no gray. Gonna hold my body down in old gray. Gonna hold my body down. When you hear that trumpet sound, you're gonna get up, pop the ground in old gray. Gonna hold my body down. Down, meet me, Jesus, meet me. Meet me in the middle of the air, and if my wings should fail me, there'll be no other pair. There ain't no gray, gonna hold my body down, ain't no grave, gonna hold my body down. When you hear that trumpet sound, you're gonna get up out the ground, ain't no grave. Gonna hold my body down. Okay, thank you, Dan. Yeah. So you guys don't want to play each other in ping pong, huh? You know, I'd love to do that because I'm so terrible at it. It'd be funny, but uh, well, this time. you got to roll. Really got to roll. How about you, Eric? Do you want to hang a little bit and do a couple more, or do you got to get rolling? Well, what time is it? It's um, eight thirty. 8:30. I think I I think I got a roll myself. I got um. I got I got lots of I got similar obligations as Mr. Mr. Parr has here. Yep. Well, yeah. I'll just let you know the door is open. I'm definitely but hang out. I understand that. Um. So I said, well, you know, I'd hang out, and and uh, this was when we made these plans, Dan. It was, it was. I, I suggested this week because I was going to stay down here for the whole week. Yeah, I remember you were saying. And I had a bunch down. of chores around my mother's house I wanted to do, and then this all happened. So, mm -hmm. this, which is why I got to go back up there. So now I'm gonna, I'm trying now to find something like late in February when I can come down and hang out with mom and yeah. get some work done around her place. You know, so. yeah. How is your mom doing? Oh, well, she's doing good for you know for the shape she's in. How old, so you think how old is your mom? She's going to be 94 pretty soon. Wow. And, That's uh, impressive. She's doing really well. She's, you know, Parkinson's is, 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 is terrifying, and it's really like, you know, the amount of... I didn't know she had Parkinson's. Yeah, she's been, she's been struggling, and, and it's, you know, it kind of eats her from the inside out. Yeah. It's what it looks like. You know, she gets weaker and weaker. She can't stand up. She can't She's 94, you said? Gonna be 94 soon. Oh, yeah. when's her birthday? It's just in May. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gone, unfortunately, in Europe for 94th yeah. birthday. 
But I try to get down as much as I can. And just, Do you think you know, she'll be able to make it to the festival again? Yeah, we're going to bring her down hell or high water. Because yeah, well, she still talks about the last one that she got to go to. If you need uh, help nice. with accommodations or anything, let us know. We'll, yeah, we'll do whatever it takes to get her there. Are you playing a festival down here this coming year? Yeah. Is that the, the, the beer caddies are going to be here. So. Yeah. <laughs> the, first, the first time I played the Paramount in Austin, I was... I drove down here and I picked up a hitchhiker by Wasika and he told me some funny stories. He was hitchhiking from uh, Portland to Florida. Oh, damn. I gave him, it was cold outside, I gave him, I gave him my hoodie and my hat and I bought him lunch yeah. and then and dropped him off at where 218 heads south. He wanted. He didn't want to come down to the interstate. He wanted to stay on the two lane, on the on the on the non interstates and the highways. Right. Probably easier to get people to pull over. Yeah, and then I I found a one hitter uh, outside the Paramount on the ground. <laughs> one that looks like a cigarette, you know. Yeah, yeah. And probably hangs. I think I kept it. I think I, I think I kept it. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think I kept. I think I kept it. And then, yeah, the next time I played at the Paramount, I went to the spam fact, uh, spam museum that day as well. And then you might have met my mother then. Yeah, my mother worked at the spam museum. She is hilarious. She worked at the, she 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 worked in the fields from the time she was five, when she was eighteen. No, when she was 16, she got a job at Woolworths and Albert Lee. When she was 18, she got a job at the plant. Worked at the plant for 37 years. She retired, hated retirement, managed to stay retired for two months exactly, got certified to do home health care when she was 65 years old, Damn. worked as a home health care aide for the next 15 years. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, and then she. My grandpa's like that. She retired, and she uh, like uh, she retired, and at her at her retirement party, one of her old plant buddies said, "Oh, you should come work at the spam museum. We need help." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> and so she worked at the spam museum for another seven years. Really? Wow. I mean, she was in her late late eighties by the time she yeah. retired for the last time. My grandpa retired because of COVID at eighty-eight. Yeah. He was Jeez. driving. I can't wait to retire. I think about it every day. <laughs> and it's not because I hate my job. It's because there's so many things I want to do that I just feel like I'm limited. Right, I don't right. Know. Maybe that's just Well, I think some of those old not. guys, they just, they couldn't sit still. Yeah, he got, well, he got home, he, um, he, he got home, retired, and I think after a, after a, about a week of him being home, my grandma got up early one day and, Left a wand ad for a job next to his coffee, <laughs> and I left the house. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta move out. Get a job. <laughs> so he went and got the job, and then she passed away pretty soon, not that long after that. But he, he kept the job for like, God, I think like fourteen years. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was just, it was driving cars from airport from Detroit to Flint to Grand Rapids to Lansing to Ann Arbor to airport like rental places. Right, right. He loved it because he he's a my family, like my great grandpa, worked for Buick and stuff, you know. And they, they so kinda, just hit the road. And yeah, he just loved driving. He loved cars, and he finally, he was a GM. They were all GM guys, you know, mm -hmm. but he, uh, 
finally admitted when he was like 78 that Toyota made a pretty good car. <laughs> Took him a long time. That's great. To finally. <laughs> I'm gonna walk out with you. Yeah, give me some light Maybe here. if you guys walk out oh, with I me, I, I'll give you a new record. I know your tendency is to oh, hurt your yeah. shoulder there, Charlie. I don't want you falling on my stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys a couple of records if you. If you, uh, sure. if you yeah, you want to grab that amp yep, right there? Yeah. Oh, and a special message to Eric here at the end. I hate to disappoint, but in fact, there already is a band called Bone Spur. And here they are now with Shit Creek. And I'm only going to take half the blame for this one. We'll see you next week, folks. One o'clock on the Bike Rides on the Radio show.
Thanks for riding along, Austin, Mankato, Eric Koskinen, Charlie Parr, Hank, and Bonespur. Oh, that creek there, you rotten kids.